Hey, hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. This is Craig Martin with uh, Fathers on Q. Um, thank you all for tuning in again. Uh, Today's going to be, I think the last couple of days I was on uh, Lines and Union uh, talking about a couple of different events that happened over there. Um, and uh, today I'm going to I'm gonna jump to North Benson Road, AKA Fairfield University, where I played um, basketball back in the day in the early nineties, dating myself, but that's all right. Um, and uh, there's a couple of topics I wanna to talk about, but uh, one topic uh, in particular that I always think about even to this day is uh, how much time you spend as a scholarship athlete um, working on your craft compared to just a regular student going to school and not having to the other the other I can't even say pressure the other things you have to do that an ordinary student has to do you just it's once you sign on a dotted line so to speak um, and I mean that literally sign on a dotted line you like committed for that particular uh, uh, semester because it's not, um, excuse me one second. It's not a, uh, you say you get a scholarship, it's a four year scholarship. That's not true. Um, you really do have to sign every semester that you're there. And uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like having a, um, uh, as you get older, if you have a job where it's at will, the employee can let you go at will. They don't have to necessarily have an explanation to let you go and release you from working from them. It's kind of like the same way with uh, your scholarship. If you if you um, don't follow the rules of the school, it doesn't really have anything to do with the, the team rules, but it does too. I mean, you could definitely, I've heard stories over the years where people violate the team rules in there let go, but more than likely you're going to get let go because of uh, violating, violating a policy that was given by the school that affects you as a student, um, not just as a student athlete. So um, sign on a dotted line every semester, September and January. So, um, so today I wanted to talk about how it's more than just um, student athlete means really student and then you got the athletic part. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all in the comments, but it's like having almost like two and a half jobs, really, I would say, or three jobs. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because um, in the title of this, this um, episode is, uh, 5.30 a.m. on the track. Yeah, 5.30 a.m. on the track. <laughs> and um, these were uh, some of the strangest mornings because Connecticut has weird weather sometimes, kind of like what we're going through right now, where it's, uh, it's kind of it gets cold, it's warm in the day and it's like cold at night. It's kind of like that. But in the early morning, um, it's like misty, foggy sometimes, most of the time. And um, 
you know, it's not the best weather to be running on a track in. <laughs> and back then the track wasn't that great. We think we were running on gravel. So it wasn't like the more up-to-date tracks you see now where they have the composite material, what have you. And, uh, you know, it's got a lot of cushion to it. <laughs> we were running on dirt gravel tracks. And uh, uh, just to, uh, I guess I'll talk about practice too, but then I'll come back to track. So back then there was no, uh, there was no rule for, the 20 hour practice weekend, then you had to have a day off. There was no rule for maybe, I think it was, was it 91 or 92, that rule kicked in. So as a freshman, we would have five hour practices. In high school, when did you ever have a five hour practice as far as basketball goes? Never, because you would go from like maybe 3.30 to 5.30, 6 o'clock, maybe. Um, and that would be it. Who's Who has a five hour practice? And then Shout out to Coach Bonaguro, shout out to him, shout out to Coach Vinny, Coach Barice, uh, Coach Turner, uh, who played with Barkley back at Auburn. He was one of our assistant coaches. And um, shout out to y'all, appreciate y'all. Um, first year when I was in school, learned a lot. But y'all killed us, man. <laughs> you know, some of them, them long hours, man, was just crazy. We just had to deal with it. So. Um, it got better over the last the, the next three years because they had to they had to give you a day off where we did no type of basketball. I can't say we didn't do any type of basketball activity, but we were like encouraged to do like come in and do, just shoot whatever and or practice on free throws or go to the weight room or something like that on a day off. You could do something freestyle, um, but nine times out of ten we didn't do nothing really because it was just it's hectic. It's taxing on your body, and I think it's more taxing on your mental um, to make sure that everything that you're that you're ready to compete at the at the Division One level. So, like I said, guys, chiming on the on the comments, all you D one athletes, all you all you all you um, scholarship athletes out there, it doesn't matter where you went to, chime in and, and tell tell your stories, comment on what you did or what you went through. So, all right, so we got practice first year sometimes it's four or five hour practice so crazy then you would have to do all your your academic commitments even though you done went to practice from two to five two to seven you still got hit study hall still got to turn around get up at 5 30 in the morning study hall for what two hours sometimes seven try to snatch something grab something from the um the cafeteria before they close that you know, um, then shoot the study hall. You done practice five hours. How you gonna study? It's hard, man. It's it's difficult. It's um the thin line, you know. Where now you gotta change from doing athletic activity for five hours until now you gotta process this stuff that you got coming up for your four classes or five classes, and then you gotta turn right back around back on the track 5.30 in the morning. And I think we only did the track back then, maybe three times a week. And then we did early morning weight sessions and then went to class and then came to, you know, practice like two, three, something like that. And then that changed like my sophomore year. We did more um, track stuff, uh, alternating track and distance. 
track on the track um, doing uh, 220s, two, like we would do like, a, um, what do they call it? Uh, I just call it like a scale. So you would go up 220, 440, 880, run like 10 hundreds and then uh, go back down. Uh, then you would, I mean, sorry, go back up 220, 440, 880, and you'd be done and then go, go up to the weight room. But then like Tuesdays and Thursdays, we run distance. We run like six, eight miles early in the morning. Just coach would take us out. He, he started and all right, this is, the, this is the way we're going. And then we would run that most of the time um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, run through the campus, run around outside of in the township, whatever, and bring it on back in. So, but like I said, 530 in the morning. You don't finish study hall at nine or what have you. And um, yeah, you got to get some sleep. Hopefully you can get some sleep. You, know, you should be able to get up to five-hour practice, but then everything else, that free time part kicks in. Like, how do you handle your free time? And um, I started writing on that maybe um, 15 years ago or so. It's now 2022, maybe 20 years, 22, 2002, 2003. I start writing on the transition from high school to becoming a, um, a student athlete. Um, how, you're, how it changes because everything is kind of like already set for you. You're kind of like um, almost like a robot in high school. You know, you know, you got one class, second class, second period, third period, fourth period, lunch, whatever, boom, 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 you get out at three o'clock. All my student athletes out there, no, that's not the case. Because your schedule for college could be all over the place. Some days, I mean, my senior year, I, there was like two days I didn't have class at all. And uh, I had a couple of um, uh, three-hour classes, like at nighttime from like, like six to nine thirty or something like that, or six to eight thirty, like once a week. So, um, or then you have those classes you have twice a week instead of three times a week, like a Tuesday, like a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or or Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, something like that. But it would be, and everything would be in the morning to keep your afternoon free, um, because um, you had to go to practice. So. Um, it, they, they, I mean, everything is set up for you to succeed. I mean, you have your academic advisors, things that nature you can go to. Um, they definitely have tutors and things like that that'll help you out. Even though, even your classmates in your class, they're just willing to help. So there really was no excuse as far as that part. Just, just the taxation from transitioning from the physical part into, um, uh, study like your mental remembering all that stuff you gotta remember your plays you gotta remember this you gotta remember that I mean it wasn't you didn't have an extravagant playbook or whatever but you know it was something you had to um, you know kind of buy into and uh, just going back to the, the early mornings I mean uh, like I said it's not the ideal situation for you if you all you track guys out there, track girls, whatever. Ideal situations, warm weather, 
it's not raining. Um, and you don't need a lot of time to get limber and stressed out. Fortunately, we're talking about weather in Connecticut between like the end of September into uh, I think a couple of years, we started November 1st. So we were training all the way up until November 1st. And I think one year was October 15th, but most of the time I think it was November 1st when the season started, when you could actually have official practice in the gym as a, as a team. So it's a lot of cold mornings, even in Jersey. Y'all know, but Connecticut was a little different. <laughs> I mean, we were we were um, maybe about two miles, three miles from off the Long Island Sound, and uh, some of the kids had houses out there. Uh, not houses, but they rented houses for the semester or for the year. You know, they had houses that were big. You know, ten, twelve bedrooms, eight, five, whatever. And uh, kids would live off campus the junior and senior year. So. But that wind coming off the Long Island Sound in October, November is no joke. So uh, then I have another episode to talk about um, the beach houses and uh, some other stuff that went on during the year that um, was kind of like a traditional thing um, uh, out there. So uh, talked about the track, uh, talked about, oh, <laughs> When you go after after the season starts, um, going on the road and you got to bring your stuff, you got to bring your schoolwork with you, man. You can't just leave it behind. <laughs> you might have a test when you come back, or you might have something that you need to do um, to get ready for um, a project or whatever. And you just got to take, you got to bring your book bag, man. You got to bring your your duffel bag with all your stuff. <laughs> for to play socks and stuff and I see why guys have like um, pet peeves and how they go about getting ready for the games I had the same things um, before I got had rituals and routines that I went through to get ready for games and um, if something is off it's like you feel like you're jinxed so you got to make sure you bring all your stuff with you and um and definitely your book bag, because if you ain't bring your book bag, it's like, well, you might as well stay home because the coach wasn't definitely wasn't having that. Um, so to all you all you um, ladies and, and young men that have went through it, y'all know what I'm talking about. There goes the phone ringing. I <laughs> um, know what I'm talking about. And uh, shout out to y'all for getting through it, getting through college and um, you know, this younger generation coming up, man, let's just not only um, help to keep them focused, but keep them, you know, on the straight and narrow because that free time, man, can be a killer if you're not careful. It's so much free time in college, man. You just don't, you just don't realize it, even though as a student athlete, most of your time is taken up with practice and study hall and other mandatory things that you got to attend, but you still got to manage it. You still want to, you still want to keep that scholarship. You still want to stay engaged. You still want to um, play the game. So, and maybe it might you're in a position where it transitions you into the next level, NBA, G League, whatever, overseas. So, just you know, keep your focus. You know, there's there's guys like me, former student athletes out there that you could talk to. People that formerly went to your school that you could talk to, reach out to. I'm sure the alumni would. 
love to take you underneath their wing and show you the ropes, et cetera, and just, you know, talk to you about different things, how they handle things, how they went through stuff. You know, as they say, nothing new under the sun. So if they went through the whole process of how many years they stayed there to make sure they got their uh, education, why can't they help you do the same thing? So, um, so this one is called 5.30 on the track, 5.30 a.m. on the track because that's what it was, man. And then lastly was um, we had a, uh, the first year, first year we had a challenge after we went through the whole preseason, the last, I think it was the last day or the last week or the last time we got on the track, we did a time mile. So um, the forwards and the centers had to come in at, I want to say, under 6.30, something like that. And the guards had to come underneath like six or something, six-minute mile. Pretty fast. <laughs> Got to come in under six. I mean, you know, most, most relay teams now, they run like 40, what, 55, 55, between 45 and 55 seconds on a quarter mile. So you're talking about a four-minute mile. These guys are they moving out. So we, we, I say we as uh, you know, point guard, shooting guards, uh, small forwards, a minute 15 on a quarter is not too bad. So, but we were running maybe one, one of 102, 103, something like that, something crazy, and um, you know, just really moving, you know, just. Making sure you stride and doing your thing. So there was there was the preseason, but then there was that pressure of you gotta make sure you come underneath a certain time. I think it was 5:30, I believe. Something 5:30. So we was we was rolling. And um yeah, it was all these all these um things that you had to do on top of what you were already doing. So like I said, shout out to you guys, you know, and those that's about to transition into um, any type of scholarship program, whatever sport it may be, man. Shout out to y'all for making that achievement. And uh, hopefully your time is well spent. But, yeah, you got to – you really have to stay focused on the goal, and that's to graduate. Care how long it takes you, just graduate. <laughs> All right? So shout out to y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Like I said, I'm um, I'm gonna drop one every day. Uh, this one from North Benson Road, AKA Fairfield University. And uh, this was the 5.30 a.m. on the track. So I'll see y'all tomorrow. And uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Tuning in. I'm gonna hit the outro. <laughs>